Oh my God. I told Large that he, what time did I tell Large he wasn't going to be getting on the plane till? Do you remember? I think you said you weren't going to, he wasn't going to land till seven. Land until seven. He told me, oh, you're crazy. That's so stupid. That's not going to happen. Yeah. They just got delayed until four. (laughs) (laughs) You should have put money on this. Welcome back to the Well Man Podcast. I'm O'Malley, and my co-host, St. Anne, and I discuss workplace issues, creeps, airline glory days, and a couple of strange stories from our pasts. Enjoy. Hey girl, come with me and let yourself go. That would be keeping the time an hour wrong all the time. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So this is the actual? The fall is the, 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 the way it, before it was daylight savings? Yeah. Oh, you're falling back to the normal time. Winter is I normal. I really thought about it. I guess if I did, I would know. <laughs> I had to look it up one year. Somebody was going on this weird rant about how, you know, it was like a pro-summer person, you know, those people that just piss you off. <laughs> piss me off. That's me. It's just so summery and uh, it's so great. It's weird. I hate it. Anyway. I would take it 95 degrees and humid every day over 30. It, I, I'm just not, I'm not a cold person. I don't like it. I don't like being cold. It's too much work. Being hot, you just take everything off. You just never put anything on. You come out of the shower, you put on a t-shirt or a sundress and you just leave it. You don't have to do anything. But the winter, you have to layer. I like the look of the clothes better. Like I like the styles of the fashions. I just, as far as being me, being comfortable, I would be so much more comfortable. Although I get fat in the summer. Yeah, you were saying that an episode or two ago. I, I, I don't even know if that actually hit the air or hit the, hit the air. What am I talking about? I don't know if that one got published. So I am. Um, I, I do because of the air conditioning, like you're inside all the time. And then because, you know, the boys in my house get very hot. So they, they want to keep the thermostat set at 64. So it's a, it's a constant battle because my daughter and I are always cold whenever they put it down that low, obviously. So there's always that push pull. And, um, Ultimately, it's not until I'm like, why am I so cold? Who touched it? And then there's the fight over the thermostat. But um, I'm always cold. So you get curled up in a blanket, then you don't want to move. So then from five o'clock or whenever you get home till the time you go to bed and climb into those covers, you just curled up on the couch and you're incubated in all these blankets and sweaters and this, you know, beautiful warmth. But at the same time, I'm eating snacks, I'll eat dinner, and then I don't move at all. So the winter, you have to run from the car to the house. There's my daily workout. And I'm in and out of the house 40 times an hour. So I'm always running. I'm the exact opposite. I like take my time a little bit more. Look at the leaves. Look at the snow. Look at everything. I like it cold. I definitely do not. I can't. I just. And I, I hate summer because we always. I didn't grow up with a lot of um, thunderstorms. And. I have an irrational fear that came on in my 30s of lightning. A lot of people do. I used to not like it as a kid, but now as an adult, after living across the street from the Verrazano Bridge, seeing it get struck by lightning all the time, 
you get used to it. Yeah, well, you, you have no choice, but it's, you get like a real, it's an appreciation for it. The thing is, I've always loved the sit inside and watch. Like that's one of my favorite things, like a fireplace, lightning, thund- oh, it's a stormy night. Oh, great. Wonderful. It's being out in it. It's being, oh, being stuck. out. It's being in a store or being somewhere and you have to get to your car or you have to get into your house. Right. It's like paralyzing to me. I, well, that, uh, and it happened to me in the South because oh, uh, lightning so struck bad. very close to me once. And it, it just, after that, I was, I'm done. I can't. <sighs> yeah, I could see that. You know, you talk about fireplace. You know what I just bought? I just had it in, in, installed in our house. I can't wait to use it. One of the ones where you put the remote on the gas fired wood burning ones. I know you shake your head, but I love, love, love to have a fireplace on, but I have three asthmatics in one house. So I can't have the smoke. So I can't have the fireplace, which sucks because we all love it. So I, I bit the bullet and we put the, the push button gas one on. I can't wait to use it. I'm so excited. And it's just the line that runs under. It's a gas, well, no, it's a gas line that the plumber ran up through that, that dustpan chute from the basement straight up. It's really cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to experience that one where I'm sitting on the couch and we have to fight over who's going to get the remote. <laughs> so, so I've had that done before um, where I had it. I was telling you this. I don't think it, I don't think it's on an episode. If I'm repeating myself on an episode, I, I apologize. I had the um, kind of like the fake um, logs that are kind of like molded to kind of look like they're, you know, nesting on top of each other and everything. Right. And then there was, it when it spins, it goes tick, tick, Remember those? <laughs> yeah. And then it had the, um, it had a, a couple lines and it had like little holes. And then the, that's where like the, the gas fire. Yeah. So when you hit your remote, is that what, what's underneath that comes up? I guess. I don't know. They, they're, they're, they just installed. So I have no idea how, oh, okay. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I haven't, but I just, I've only saw it in the store and the woman went over and she's like, you know, which log set do you want the American that's- solution? Do you want the Cape Cod? Do you, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, so I don't know. We went with like the American Heritage something or other, and it's the triangular shaped one. So the logs, the the log, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's like a whole, you know, and then you can get apparently you can get log shames too, because the guy when he came to measure the other day, he was like, oh, I see you went with the such and such. She's like, you know, that's a good one because there are some, and like he's giving me like the skinny on how you know some people, you know, he's not going to name names, but a couple blocks over that, and I'm like, oh my god, he's shaming, he's log shaming. So I fell right in the middle of the road. So I felt pretty, I was, I felt pretty good about myself. <laughs> tis the season for log shaming. Yeah. Tis the season. You know what? The Hallmark channel has already started with the Christmas songs. We, you know what we sound like? We sound like we're about to go into one of those sweaty balls. I was just, <laughs> I heard it the other, cause I like to play Christmas carols on my playlist in July because you can, like, I don't know if I've said it before, but you can just turn it off when you, when you're done with it. So I must have done it a couple too, too many times, but it's more fun to just torture the kids anyway. But um, my daughter got the corn; she's flipping through the channels, and all of a sudden I heard a "ugh, yuck," and I, I was like, "What?" She's like, "Christmas carols." Like she was so she was so angry about it. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh well, you you know, you really got some tough problems. Wow, your life must be so hard. Oh man, tough to be you." <laughs> she she would think that she would if she didn't like it listening that she would at least be into it from a vocal standpoint like is she going to be singing any no she I mean she will just for fun in the but not for anything no her next song is um um oh hang on 
You might have to edit this part because it's going to take me a second to think of it because <laughs> I'm so fucking old. Um, oh, my God. Oh, it's that song, I Was Born to Entertain. Not every showbiz. Poke tell us. You know that song? No, what <laughs> is it? Always will rise like bubbles and champagne. You know that song? Oh, it sounds very Broadway. Oh, it is very Broadway. I mean, if it was. I mean, it sounds Broadway, great, but, you know, for Broadway. I, I said it sounds great. Like, it sounds like it's a very Broadway, like a great oh, Broadway yes. song. It's from um, Ruthless. Oh, which okay. I've never seen. I say it like, no. I say it like, oh, doesn't everybody know Ruthless? I'd, I'd never seen Ruthless. No, I knew the the whole uh, soundtrack to Hamilton. Have I seen Hamilton? No. Hamilton's I, great. Michael, I took Mick, my oldest, we gave it to him for Christmas. And we had gotten tickets from a guy who knew a guy who had a friend who worked at the thing. And we got the tickets for like 80% off. He's like, you have the option to go. And we were the last row in the corner. Like we had, we had to wait online to get out of the row to go to the bathroom. That's how far, like you couldn't, there wasn't a worse seat in the house. And he couldn't care less. He was so happy that he, he was just so excited that he went. And uh, it was awesome. What a great show. I think if you saw it on film, uh, like if you went into a movie theater, like if they taped it with the original cast and then they played it in the movie theaters, I think they would absolutely crush it because it was that good. I, for some reason, think they did. Oh, and really? I remember watching something about it. They had something. Was it PBS? Something weird that I had to, uh, that I, oh, it's so, it feels like so long ago. Seems like a lot has happened since then, but I remember watching something, but they definitely have enough to put like an actual original film together. Um, it was so good. I mean, it was just so, it was just that good. I loved it. I read the book that he was reading while he was on vacation that inspired him to write the musical and then I wrote and then uh, interesting. and then I read yeah oh yeah I'm I'm major (laughs) I mean there's like some like really good history books out there like I'm looking for or not even history just like some really good books out there that one (laughs) no I love history so I'm I'm a nerd yeah so I read that book and then I read the book um of his writing of Hamilton and like the decisions he had to make about like Obviously, these people didn't like uh, meet each other on the same night, but you know, for for storyline, you have to keep it together, and that's how it, how it always is. And so he's trying to say, I understand the historical part of it, I appreciate it, but this is also, you know, like we have to fit it, you know, under three hours or whatever it is. So yeah, so I read that. But guess what? Listening to radio the other day, yesterday, two days ago, they were talking. One of the shows was talking about something, and they were they mentioned Gettysburg, and they were like you think people were just standing around watching guys fight in Gettysburg? And they were, I don't know, they made some sort of comment about like civilians being around the, the battlefield. And the historian in me was going absolutely crazy because Gettysburg is over this mass amount of land in the middle of a town that had established people. And they had to actually, like, there's a big part of Gettysburg. Like, if you ever go there and like, like learn about, you know, like, they'll be like, People had to do all this stuff to like uh, circumstance, like get around the, the the guys. So I like messaged one of the guys. I was like, "Ha, that's these guys in there. <laughs> they think they they know history." <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That's why I, I'm just such a you know. <laughs> I love that. It's it's funny because where I worked, 
Trinity Church was directly between the American and the New York Stock Exchanges. And if you, to go visit my dad for lunch, we would, we would walk through the cemetery and you don't, you get numb to it. You don't realize you're, you do realize you're walking through a cemetery, but you don't think of it in terms of a cemetery because the headstones are so, so old and they're, it's such a huge tourist spot at that church. So, and for years, I started going there in the seventies because I'm ancient, but um, I started going there in the seventies. So it was always our cut through for the subway, for the buses to get from, from the New York to the Amex, anything. And I can't tell you how many times I ran and stepped on like the platform around Hamilton's grave. Cause you just, you know, you launch pad off that onto the walkway. <laughs> so when that movie became, when that play went landed on Broadway and it became so popular, you know, it wasn't, I, and I always knew that it was Alexander Hamilton's grave. I just never really, like, it was just Alexander Hamilton's grave, but it never really had any kind of significance other than that to me. And like, you know, you knew who he was, knowing who he was and stuff, um, but never like the in-depth history. Like I didn't really learn the in-depth history of, of him. And um, in the town that I grew up in, in Hohokus, mm-hmm. the Burr family was, you know, they, they had had relatives there forever. So again, like another, but it was always just, by that point, it was just the kids' names and like, you know, they were like long distant descendants of them. But again, like, oh, you know, there's a cool little fact about that town. You never really thought about it until again, this play came out. So it was kind of cool to see that, like how many times, like my life has intersected with like kind of cool people. Richard Nixon was the president of my stamp club. You know, like I have like, oh, I didn't realize I was so historical. My fifth grade teacher looked like George Washington. Oh. <laughs> my youngest has his name after Alexander Hamilton. Oh, really? That's very nice. Yeah. It was one of those like inspiration. Like, I really like this. He wasn't a president, but he did all these. And I really like the name. Yeah, money. Everybody likes money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what he would think. Oh, what they would all think. They'd all be dying laughing like, you assholes, this is not what we meant. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what I think. <laughs> you know, like you're going to internalize your, it's your interpretation of what I meant. I can tell you right now, this is not what I meant. Right. I think you'd get a lot of that. I do. I think you'd get a lot of that, you know, or uh, historically, I get, I get a kick out of people who take credit for something. And it was the, you know, people before them or like, it's, 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 it's always that way. Like, it's always going to be, how about we just all work together? What you did, what I did brought us here. Like, it's, isn't that how it should be? But nothing is ever how it should be, O'Malley. No, 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 it isn't. Everybody's right, so, a credit seeker. Uh, <laughs> so we were actually not going to talk about um, log shaming or um, history today. We should have a whole episode where we go back and forth and have a spirited debate on our positions on things. I think that would be fun. Oh, my God. Oh. We are so different, but in, we are like in hindsight, we're not like we just have we, we get to the same spot, but we just take different paths. And I think that's interesting. I agree. I agree. I that would be fun. We could have people maybe write a topic. So that we don't we'll do, we'll have large ref. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he'll know what I'm starting to like go off the deep end. <laughs> uh, his his FMK um, last week, man. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. They were yeah. talking about that for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's good. So we were going to talk about work and a few different things. And I was going to ask you, what do you think is too much curiosity slash um, nosiness in a coworker? Oh, well, it depends. Like, yeah. Do you socialize with them outside of work? No. 
Oh, then, then no, then they, they, they have no, Oh, that's not true though. Cause there's always that one person at work that you really get along with that you just can't socialize with because they have like you, like they have a wife and kids, you have a husband and kids and like, you just can't socialize. Like it's like your schedules are just completely different, but you get along so well and you trust, you value their opinion because they like in my situation, large and I work together and we work very closely to get in proximity. We didn't work for the same company, but we both worked on the trading floor. So everybody that I worked with and he worked with, we all knew each other. So, um, we very, very rarely do we fight. Like now we, we probably fight more now than we did only because we have differences of opinions on how to raise kids. But um, back then we never, like we never fought. So it wasn't like we worked, walked into work one day and it would be like, oh, these two are having an epic battle. It was never like that. So it wasn't like I needed a relationship advice from anybody. And I was already very used to being in an environment where I worked very closely with family because everybody I worked with was family. And I'd been in that scenario for a very long time. So when we started dating and working so close together, it was more difficult, I think, for large to get used to it than, than me, because it was just another person that I was very close to everybody knowing, but he didn't like it. He didn't like anybody knowing our personal business. So if we weren't getting along or if we were doing something special, he didn't want anybody to know. Like he would be like, well, but, you know, when you come in Monday, you could talk about your day. Like he, kept, he likes to keep everything very, very private. Like he stays on the periphery of every um, conversation if he can, but he's, and he's always like that, very guarded. So if I was talking to the guy in my booth, my partner, because you have partners in your booth, George, about something, we would get, we would like have deep dives into like relationship advice and this, that, and we would talk about things. But if somebody from the other booth came in and asked like, oh, what are you guys talking about? I like, we, like we would, we'd be really tight lipped. So I think there's some people if you're there long enough, you get used to talking to them. So you know that they're, they won't say anything. You know that they're going to be quiet about stuff. You know that they're not going to repeat anything. But if you get that one person who's just being nosy because they're just a nosy body, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I would, tell, I, I, would lie, I would lie to them. I'd probably make up something, like something that was so juicy that they would have to repeat. And the person they would tell would be like, that's ridiculous. You bought that. They were lying to you. <laughs> you want them to get caught lying. Well, I think your uh, previous work um, situation kind of, um, will be relatable to a lot of people who work in non-cube situations. Like, obviously I work in a, in the office and the corporate world and, ugh, and, but you like it, I mean, you could talk about people who like work together at like Home Depot to anywhere the people that yeah. work where they're standing, they're having to do things. They're not necessarily in their own little area where they don't have to interact with people. A lot of us cube monkeys um, are like, um, you know, so nurses, different people who, are on their feet having to interact and, and kind of rely on each other. I think that's a little different because you're probably putting yourself out there a little right. bit to certain people. Right. If someone was, like you said, the outsider or whatever, to come over and then bring up something that oh, I had only, a lot of that. That they could have only found out through not other people, but snooping on you. So none, nobody else at work told them, but they like sought it out. Oh, that's how my, that's how large and I got outed. So we because we didn't tell anybody we were dating because my dad, you know, my dad would have had a, my dad would have had a fit. And we used to be very careful, like where we would go to dinner and stuff like that. And he and I were out one night um, and we were at a restaurant and just like out of nowhere, like, you know how like they have like, um, 
on TV shows, they always have that one person where they're like, you know, um, I think like in, like on Full House, I can only think of that because my kids watch it. There's that girl, Kimmy. Like, the, like they always have like that, uh, that one annoying person who always sees something. And that it was the guy, it was that guy from the trading floor of all people. And he comes out like out of nowhere. He just comes over sashing over to our table. And he's like, does your father know what's going on over here? And we were like, ugh. And then like, so then by Monday, like I think half the trading floor knew. So he walked in and he told everybody on Monday. Obviously I had told my dad Sunday because if I didn't, it would have been, and it was totally fine. I don't know what I was so afraid of, but he was, it was more my husband being afraid than me. <laughs> but yeah. I like, think we've established that. <laughs> But that's what it like. We had that. That's how. Otherwise, I don't know how long we would have gone without telling anybody. Just because he's just very, very private that way. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm pretty private, and I have that cubicle life. And the little that I have, you know, shared with people here and there, like it's it's something that I feel comfortable enough. Like if someone else found out about it, it wouldn't be, you know, like like things that I like, like a book I read movies I watched, whatever. Right. If, so, if somebody is purposely, tactfully trying to like follow me on where I've not been traceable, like say social media wise, and they are then making comments to you at work through like messenger, like being very angry about your, your very non, like I'm not being how do I say this? Um, I'm not being political in any of my, my things. I think certain things are funny. They're funny just for the sake of being funny. Well, you don't live in a bubble. Right. So um, I had somebody to have go, an opinion or a sense of humor. Yeah, so I had certain somebody go after me because David Portnoy, that guy, I like so much, quote unquote, your boy um, uh, got quoted by one of the Trump brothers or Trump. Yeah. Right. One of the Trump brothers. Yeah. Um, I mean, the sons too, you know, present, but the, um, and this guy lost his mind and he said things to me that were not work workplace. Like they should be doing that. He could be, that's no. a fireable offense. Like, and now I'm just like, is this guy, like, is this guy listening? If you are, fuck you. <laughs> you should report him and tell him that he's harassing you. Like I, this has personally. not been publicized. I don't, my email is not, you know, link to my uh, Twitter. I don't talk about it. I, you know, my name is, you know, my nickname that I've used for so long has never been introduced to the um, workplace. You it's actually like, don't, you've never mentioned, I don't even, I don't even know what you do. <laughs> well, you do, but it's, we like, haven't talked I, about it in a year or so. I mean, like, I don't think I, if someone said to ask me what you do, I, I don't know, I'd be able to tell them. I don't know who, I don't even know who you work for. You've yeah. I've never asked. Well, you do. Yeah, that's the funny thing. She actually, she, you know, but it was something that we discussed so long ago and it doesn't like come up in our discussions. Because yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure I, yeah. I, I can have an idea of, right. yeah. but I, it would never be like, I wouldn't be able to give, I wouldn't be able to name names. I wouldn't be able to say town. Like I have an idea, but it was such a broad. So when, when I feel like, I'm, I feel like all I'm doing is talking about large, like I had no life myself, but when he worked for SunTrust, he would, he would type for, take a repeat, wrote his blog, take a report. And he never, I mean, first of all, mobile platforms didn't exist. There were no, I mean, you had a cell phone that could text, but it would only allow you to text 36 characters. 
And you had to rotate through the number. Yes, yeah, exactly. If you wanted a cap, you had to do it three times to get to a cap. So nobody was, nobody was texting. And um, he would come home from work and we had a newborn when he started writing his, you know, his blog. I was pregnant when he first started writing it. But we also had a you know, three-year-old, a two-year-old at the time. And uh, he would come home and he would fall asleep on the couch for like two or two hours. When, you know, while I was doing this, giving baths or he would, you know, he would keep his eye on one and they would cuddle up and whatever and he'd put him to bed, but then he'd fall asleep with the kid, which was fine because I was doing the other one, taking his bath and this, not. So when it was, when it was time for me to I'd be ready to pass out, it would be like just in time for that 11 o'clock feeding. Cause you know that the kid's going to get up at 1130, 12. And you're like, Oh God, but large had already slept for two hours. So he'd be like, go to bed. I'll put the, I'll, when he gets up, I'll do the feeding and then I'll put him back. And then, you know, I'll go to bed because he had a nice nap. Then I would get up with him at five o'clock in the morning because that was when the next feeding was. So it was like a nice little cycle. So while he was waiting between the hours of, you know, 1030 and 1230, he would, he would type his take a report. That's when he would do his blog. And then after, you know, Finn would have his bottle and he'd burp him himself, he'd put him in his crib and he'd go to bed from 1230 to five. And then we'd get up together. So he always, that, that was like a regular scheduled routine. When they fired him for take a report, we had gotten an attorney and stuff. We had spoken to one about it. And the guy's like, well, that's infringing on your freedom of speech. You're allowed to have your own opinion and have a life outside of work. And SunTrust wanted, no, they didn't want, they wanted to cut him off from his, um, like his 401, like whatever they could, they, they, like it was a straight up firing. And our attorney called them up and we had, we had it out with them. They couldn't find anything on any computer at work that he did anything he wrote and they said they fired him for, you know, and he got slammed to the media for being um, sexist and racist and you know, all that stuff. But it, it was all humor. Like everybody who knows him now knows it's all, that's just his, the way he writes. And he, he doesn't, he's not sexist. He's not racist. He's not any of those things, but he would have fun writing with it. Nobody was exempt and it's freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. SunTrust had to pay, like give like re like back pay and do everything the right way. And technically they, they should have, which they didn't offered him, they should have offered him his job back because he did nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. And he was excellent at his job. His, his attendance was stellar. He never missed a day just because he doesn't, that's just his work ethic, but he, he did nothing wrong. His political views, his, his racial views, his sexist views, all the things that he did silly, that's all freedom of speech. He wasn't inciting any violence or anything like that. And SunTrust had to pay you know, but he didn't burn any bridges. He didn't have any, he didn't, you know, curse anyone out. He might've stole someone's like, you know, letters off his keyboard. He was fighting words, <laughs> but that's it. Like you can have your opinion. You just can't present them at work. And he never did ever. He never wrote anything at work. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, I can't do anything, uh, you know, here uh, for us while I'm at work. I mean, I can jump on our Twitter page on my, like if I'm taking a break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter on a work machine. No, not at all. That's your private. You're allowed to have a private life. Right. Yeah. It's just really weird. And yeah. So I feel like this is too much. Like this person is actively like one of those, like I got along with the person, um, but they also or they are the type that that just enjoys a little too much knowing what other people are into. 
and like why are they so into you like do they oh they just like to any anytime they get any dirt what they feel like is dirt or something that someone else you know wouldn't like you know being spun the way way this person does it then um he just enjoys that like he's he just it's like yeah it's just like that that annoying Kimmy type yeah did you have exactly like that before yeah so I I um got along well with him and like I said I probably told him more things but those were like oh, I watched this show and it'd be a nerdy show and maybe the guy watched it and maybe his wife watched it or, or, you know, something like that. So whatever was told to him wasn't more than what I feel comfortable other people knowing. Right, right. But Generic. it's not something that I would necessarily tell other people because why would I just walk up to someone and exactly. talk to them so about that? a dialogue back and forth. Yeah. How long have you worked with this person? Over three years. It's a long time. Yeah sounds to me like somebody is extremely jealous that you have a life and interacting an interaction with people that he would probably like to have i i have no i i swear yeah. people get it jealousy makes it people makes do insane no, makes no sense i have no idea like why this would be happening but it it really is very frustrating and that it happened and it was so aggressive and that's well, why yeah. i'm just kind of curious about nosiness and you know people at work and kind of curious about what other people feel like and maybe like what other people are trying to deal with at work like how do you deal with that nosy like coworker who kind of like you know you don't hate but then they like take it too far anyway um you got to be careful with people because i swear they they kill you with kindness and there are a lot of trolls there are a lot of trolls out there who yeah. really just want they really feed off of it, off of getting to know something about you that. Oh, yeah. Private. And, and you know, for the most part. Being having a, the very small bit of a, um, social media presence that we have, I'd say 99 percent of the people are like aces. Like I, I haven't had. I haven't had any like experience where I'm like, oh, this one stands out. Like I've had people who reach out, like, look at the guy, Frank from Kentucky. What a, like, what an absolute sweet guy, you know, like he sends me DMs and he's like, and he, like in the beginning he would apologize for sending them, but he, but I'm like, don't mm-hmm. apologize. Like people have connections all the time. That's yeah. why it's the thing, you know, they say chemistry, like you do, you really connect with people. And if we've connected, I think that's nice. Like it's, it's an, it's nice. It's not creepy at all. It's creepy if you were, you know, trolling me, then, you know, then it's creepy, but I don't have, I'm not meeting you on corners and we're not going to dinner. We're not making plans to like, we're just having a nice little basic back and forth. Anything more than that would be, yeah, maybe that would be creepy, but like, it's nice. Like I think everybody that I have met so far with the exception of maybe like 1% of the, it, I think everybody's aces. We're not going to mention them. <laughs> but other than, other than, uh, yeah, just, just, a, just a few, like, wow, you guys really like that guy, Tanner. Tanner had sent, like, he's, he's just such a good guy. Like, I enjoy talking to him. And maybe, who knows, maybe in the, in like the work world or on his farm, maybe they, they're like, you know, oh, that guy's such an asshole. Who knows? I, he, for what we do and in the environment that we interact with, the right. guy, is, he's wonderful. So he had asked, one of the questions he had asked is, what do we think um, insurances at work should cover? Like, more, more things that they should cover. I am all for plastic surgery. I do. I think people, if they felt better, I think they would perform better. And I think that's directly related to how well somebody would do with their job. Wow. I, I like that. I, I've never looked into that, nor have I had any. 
clearly. I would love to, <laughs> I would get my boobs done in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think I'd have them like reduced, but in the meantime, you know, like put up a notch or two. Yeah, I'd get my nose done. I'd get my boobs done. I would. Yeah. I think I would. Why not? If it was covered. That'd be nice. You know, I, I mean, I mean, think about how much more confident you would be if you felt good walking out of your house. I'd have laser hair removal. Uh, exactly. Like if something was bothering <laughs> you and you were like, you know what? I don't want, it takes me, I can't leave my house without shaving my legs every day. If I could get them, you know, electrolysis or lasered off, that would say, and all of a sudden you're getting to work and like 40 minutes earlier every day, like that's, it's cosmetic. Yes, you have to shave your life. But what if it made you that much better of a human being that you were that much more productive? I think so. Right? I mean, glasses are, you get a percentage off. They, that's to some people, like the frames you choose are cosmetic, right? I mean, otherwise we'd all be wearing the same wire rimmed glasses. I think dental should be taken way more seriously. And in this nation or the world or whatever, because if you don't have good dental health, you can have health problems. And the fact that we don't have, even if you pay for good dental insurance, you're capped out, like everything costs so much. So you get two things done and you're done for the year. You're like, are you kidding me? It's, it's, uh, they should cover it. They should actually start thinking about making it a little bit more serious, I think. And also I think time off, if you're able to give time off, if you're able to give people flex time, if you're able to do certain things for people. I understand like he's a farmer. So like time off is kind of like right. detrimental to, you know, the, you, everything's very timely in that field, but in that field, um, in that, um, in that area, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> thank you. No, um, but it just, <laughs> um, I'm really milking this, but let's, um, cheese <laughs> uh, <geez>, joke. <laughs> now joke. But I know that there's times where he has, you know, there's more of an off season. Um, I'm sure they have a lot of work to do then too, but yeah, but even a shorter day. Off. Yes. Time off is so, um, I think everybody should outside of retail and outside of the people who have to keep businesses going. I get that like gas stations, all of that. I get that. But like normal corporate world, we should not be going back into work uh, the day after Thanksgiving. It is a non-productive day and the loss is so real to corporations because the people who show up aren't doing much, if anything. Yeah. They're just going to get paid. They're sitting there. They're disgruntled. They're full. They're angry. They're whatever. It should just, like, if you give it to them off, they'll be happier. Yeah. You know so, what should be so- added to insurances? Mattresses. Come on. That's awesome. Really? Imagine if you were able to write your, like, have a mattress that was so comfortable or pillows. Right? Think about that. Imagine if you, you could write off your my pillow, <laughs> right? Tell me that wouldn't be great. Yeah, weighted blankets, yeah. weighted blankets all provide a tremendous amount of security, which is a weight off your shoulders as well. <laughs> that's, think, that's my that's my farm joke, O'Malley. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think if you I think if you work over a certain amount of miles, you should get serious at them put in your car Absolutely. immediately. Exactly, Ex- exactly. Yeah. I agree. If you're a landscaper. Yeah. Landscaping company should definitely cover Sirius Radio because you're in your vehicle all day, albeit like one, you know, for short clips at a time. But that quality of, you know, it's not the quantity of it's yeah. the quality. Yeah, that's what I think. Right. But I mean, like, think about it. Imagine if mattresses were covered. Ah, oh, that would be great. I would have the great, I would have the biggest, grandest, most comfortable mattress ever made. 
you know how you used to have places come into the stock exchange and they would like the gap and they would oh, give IPOs. you guys. have IPOs and secondaries, initial yeah. public offerings and then yeah. secondaries when they. But re- they would always bring stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always. And then you've, and I think you've told me about other, other people who would come in or, or whatever, but there's offices that have like traveling nurses or like sometimes people get like their flu shot, you know, because a nurse comes in. And one of, so that, one of Large's college roommates up in Chicago, he, he went from having an office. He was a, he's a pediatrician, a specialty one. Uh-huh. And uh, now he does, he's going like Norman Rockwell. Like he's going back, like, you know, they always have the doctor coming home. I he has it. his black bag and he goes to people's houses and he does home visits, like sick visits. He, does, he comes to you. you. You don't go to him. I they love that. They, I love that. I love that idea. I, I strongly recommend it. People can get that for their insurance because it, it really can make a difference, especially for people who are, um, you know, older or, or what have you. Um, I've dealt with that in the past. It's amazing. It really is. Um, he swears by it. And he says that the bed, like his the bedside, bedside that that air yeah. is just amazing. Uh, they should have like Botox. I've never had Botox. But oh, that Botox parties. You could have yes. like your insurance company support, like pay for a Botox party. Yeah. But it have to be, but it would have to be all employees. Oh, he could come to the yeah. office. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, that would be great. I would like that. You should write I would that. like to try it at least. You should write that into the chicks. Yeah. I would like to. They could do it there. Yeah, that's what that I would like. Fun. They do not, not that any of them need it. They're all 20. But like, I, I would do that. Oh, yeah. You're going to see me one day. I'm going to be like, hello, oh, no, hello, hello. <laughs> no, 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 I'm smiling. I really, really, I am. <laughs> I just want it like here. I want it here. Like, in between my, in between my eyebrows. I want it here. Along your, like the nose to the, the mug. I always call it the, the mug or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once we were out with uh, Francis and like, it was at the end of the night and he's just looking at me and he just touches my face. He's like, you really don't have any wrinkles. You don't look your age. I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment, but thank you. Because getting a compliment from him, just so awesome. You don't get very many compliments from him. Oh my God. I told Large that he, what time did I tell Large he wasn't going to be getting on the plane till? Do you remember? I think you said you weren't going to, he wasn't going to land till seven. Land until seven. He told me, oh, you're crazy. That's so stupid. That's not going to happen. Yeah. They just got delayed until four. (laughs) (laughs) You should have put money on this. You should have put money on this. I feel bad. I mean, you know, on a night like tonight, he's in that, he's in the airport and I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're throwing back. But at the same time, they're going to be throwing back. I, I feel bad for the, the stewards and stewardesses on the plane. Imagine trying to wake up those guys. You wake up Mike when he doesn't know where he is in the morning. Like I woke him at four o'clock in the afternoon last week after Gentleman's Friday on Oktoberfest. And he woke up like, like ready to start swinging because he didn't know where he was. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, listen, you have to get up now. We have a football game. It's four o'clock. He, all he heard was four o'clock. He didn't know if it was AM or PM. He's like freaking out. He's thinking he's late. I'm like, well, why would you be late if it was four in the morning? Like, that's just dumb. He's like, I don't know. Like, that's just not what he needs to hear. <laughs> like, why would you think you were late? You, you don't leave at 4 AM. But he just really had no idea where he was. But I feel bad. Imagine being the stewardess trying to wake up him, Patty, Cons, and Willie. They oh my pass God. out on the plane. I hope they're sitting together. Oh no, Large and Willie will be in first class. Okay. I'm sure they'll both pay up and, and, or something. Yeah, well, they, be they like the leg room alone they, they need. That, that's exactly it. They need the leg room. Yeah. Oh, it's no other reason. It's not like first class, like, for, it's not like first class, like when you think of like plushy seats, like where it's like 500 bucks, they'll pay up like 50, 60 bucks for the first class. And on those first class, it's just for leg room. Yeah. It's, you know, they really should. 
offer that to people because the legroom, as much as it is for them, it's really for the person in front of you because the person in front of them can't put their seat back because I can't tell you how many times people try to put their seat back and he has to push their seat forward. And they'll be like, I'm putting my, like, are you, are you touching my seat? Don't touch my seat. And they're like, don't, and then he'll be like, don't touch my legs. Like you're crushing my legs. Like, I, like, what am I supposed to just let you recline your seat onto my knees? Like, I can't, you can't do that. You're, you're stabbing my knee with metal. Like he's had people like really get, you know, nasty with him. So he, so what they do is we've been, we were on a flight once where a person had their thumb on that little button pushing back for like almost the entire flight while Mike had to keep his hand forward on the seat. So the person couldn't do it. Like it's almost like the second that he let his guard down, the guy was going to go back. Like he purposely kept putting pressure on the seat. So finally Mike's like, I I don't know what to do. So he just let he like opened his legs, let the guy come back and then he jammed the seat forward and the guy went flying forward and then the seat was broken. So then we were like, well, there you go. That works. (laughs) You know, because then the guy, what is, what do you think the guy does? he jumps up like he's going to start a fight on the seat. And then he comes up to like Mike's nipple. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I didn't realize that it was. And Mike's like, of course you didn't realize. But what would, you know, I, you know, words escape you. Like, obviously when I said to you, no, no, sir, you're, you're, you're stabbing my kneecap with your seat. That didn't work for you. You actually had to like get up and sit. Like people are just. Can you imagine working in that type of situation day after day where you like your job, you're seeing different people. You're only really dealing with your crew of what five to ten people, um, and that could even change up a bit. But you know, you're having to deal. There, they have huh? to bang all the time. I got to imagine they bang all the time. You you think so? Oh, definitely. I do because you're that when you're in that intimate of quarters with people all the time. I got to imagine that that's very very difficult. So when you get to where you're going, I got to imagine you just want to cut loose, right? I mean, do you think they're do- doing it while they're flying? No, no. I think they're banging when they get to a, like wherever okay. they're going because they have so much pent up frustration and anger from being trapped in that little box with so many people that they probably don't like that when they find the one person that they're attracted to or they do like, they just need a, an instant release and trying to find a person to do that with will consume the entire time that they're wherever their layover is. So they might as well just bang the person they're with if you can't be with the ones you love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering because there's that old joke and oh, what was it? Was it in Goodwill Hunting? Are you saying that to me because I'm old? No, really? no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much older than you, will I know. I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> You're like, you know that there's this old joke. There's <laughs> very. There's not much time um, in between. No, but there's that old joke. I think they use it. I think it's Goodwill Hunting. Uh, memory um is serving me right which is the um you know this i think they called i think they even used like the word stewardess which i don't okay. are we allowed to say that anymore is that why not i don't I know before i said stewards and stewardesses i don't know which one was the one that i don't know anyway so something about that and she's she's walking along and um the the pilot doesn't realize that he's pushed the um push the, the thing so that he's actually he's going over and he's actually just trying to talk to his co-pilot and he goes something to the effect of you know what i could use right now is a, a blowjob and a good cup of coffee and the stewardess goes flying up the, the aisle to go tell him to turn it off and there's a guy in the back that goes hey honey don't forget the coffee That's funny. I, I trashed that joke. I'm sorry. But anyway, that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think they're doing it in 
in the air. Like that, that's the joke. I, I mean, I would think if you're, if, if a pilot is getting blown while he's flying a plane, I got to assume that he's going to want to sleep right after. So I doubt it. I would think if anything, he's getting it once they land or once he gets into a hotel room. And then that I think getting there, I, I think having that happen in that situation is, would be more thrilling than. Sleep. Oh yeah. Like sure I think like, it. you know, like guy comes home, takes a shower, girl, somebody gives him, you know, a blowjob. And it's like, kind of like, he kind of like comes down at the end of the, oh, I get that. Again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm Sorry. I love, I just, I can't stop myself. <laughs> okay. And um, I gotta try to try to get through this without saying these these horrible things. I'm just calling out on every single one. I know it's it's so bad. Um, but I think I think it's more of a thrill, like in a car, or it would probably be like that if a guy was flying. Yeah, but think about it. Would they jeopardize their entire career or their relationship if they got caught? I mean, I'm right away. Just, well, what if they're well, single people, like the guy? It's not. No, I'm not like, like you're gonna lose their job over yeah. get, Like I think there's so much social media, and if they were. I think that would just be to like the cock pit recorder is on. <laughs> Are you going to hear? Did I say cock? I said cock. Yeah. Cockpit. I mean, that's just where. <laughs> that right. No, but she's the, black, the little black box. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I think that would record everything. So I think that it would be, if there was some sort of problem, like the voice recorder would get it. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they could do it there. I do think like once they get into their hotel or wherever that maybe, maybe yeah. like the, um, like the, what is that thing called? When you get to the airport and you have those private club, the president's club or the yeah. you know, United club, I think that stuff you would be more inclined to like, you know, they have yeah. little phone booths in it. It probably happens a lot more than not. Probably. Right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, probably. I, I have, no, I, I think it happened before when pilots were seen as when they made a good amount of money and they were seen like people would, would say airline pilot when they were little, like, cause they were used as like, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, the name, was like a, it was like a real was, highly. Uh, yeah, was, and now it's like, it, they don't get paid as much. They've had so many, uh, you know, changes to the airlines. It's not as great anymore. It's not, I don't know. It's not as, not the, viewed the same way, I don't think, as when we were, you know, 10. Right. Um, I don't know. Do you have a weird work story that is non, like it didn't happen to you, but it happened like. Weird in what way? Like funny as a joke or something that happened to somebody? Strange. Or strange. Like I have a strange work story that happened. Wait, more than so than the other thing? But this is like from 97? All right, tell me you're strange and I'll see if, if I can compare. I have a lot of, I have a lot of freaky things, but. Um, okay, I think it was 96. I, was, I would say it's probably close to the end of 96. Um, that I was first, I first noticed these people. I was working for a computer programming company we dealt with AS400s, which were dinosaurs back then. What is it? It's a, it's a type of, it's not a... Um, Printer? No. It's sort of like a, uh, sort of like a smaller than like, um, you know, remember those old like server, server rooms where like rooms would like take up the computer? No? Okay. Oh. It was like a long time ago, like old, 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 old school stuff. Blah. 
Here I am, like falling over myself. <laughs> anyway, AS400 was like, was like it kind of, it, to make this very simple, it was sort of like this intermediate, it was like in between like a personal computer um, before like a cloud type system was ever created uh, versus like those old, um, old systems, which like okay. the computer was never at your, like you had only maybe like a terminal and then there was a line and it went to okay. a server. Like that, in the layman's terms, that's kind of what, whereas okay. this was like, a, okay, so we were, that's the company. And um, there was these people and they would come in and they would do certain types of projects on the computer programming side of it. And um, they were hired as a group. Um, and that happens from time to time in the computer field where you bring on, um, you know, people uh, contract-wise. So these people had come on contract-wise and I would see them and like, hello. And it was always just very strange. Like there was just never like any, they didn't talk to anyone else. You know, they didn't really smile. They were just very, very odd. And there would be a couple of times that we would like try to um, involve them. Like, you know, you don't want to leave anyone out. Right. And uh, <laughs> we were getting ready for March Madness. And it was weeks ahead of time. And I remember saying, like, oh, I wonder if they want to be a part of March Madness. Like, we're, you know, we're picking all these teams and whatever. Like, they don't look like they, they do anything fun, but, you know, maybe. And no, they declined. And, you know, the rest of us were doing March Madness and everything else. Um, one March afternoon. We all go home from work. We see the story. We go back in the next day and we get this, we get this talk from our vice president. And he's like, so those people from the news story last night, that was the crew that was working here. That was the contractors. And that's when I realized I had been working with Heaven's Gate people. <laughs> from the people that commit suicide. Oh my God. Yeah. And they had no, they gave no indication that there was anything just. They, yeah. They, they worked for um, like on that contract basis and they, I, they never had anything. They, they always had very plain, like they didn't dress. Um, they didn't really deviate from like how they dressed. They were very plain. They just didn't have anything. Not that any of us were like gaudy or anything, but it was just, they were just different. I mean, they weren't different. trying to tell you that UFOs do exist. No, they didn't. They didn't tell me anything. Um, did, they, no. did they interact at all? Very little. Very little. Oh, and on the team that dealt with them, those were only a handful of guys that actually dealt with them. But then once they got, you know, you kind of figure out like what it is that they need, they would do work. But they only kind of worked to to um, pay their way because that they lived in what's more or less a mansion, just this huge house. Um, Oh south, of Carl, south of Carlsbad, like a little bit south. Um, there's a place called like La Costa. I think it was more like, um, I don't know, kind of like in the middle off the coast, Rancho Santa Fe, maybe somewhere in there. And um, <laughs> I'm sure it's overbuilt by now, um, but there was like a, a lot of space in between homes and it was uh, just a very large house. And they, I don't think they... I don't even, if I remember the story right, they didn't even have anything nice in the house. Like they just had like very plain, like bunk beds or very plain furniture even. Um, 
But didn't they all drink the Kool-Aid and lay down in their own beds? Yeah, but they were waiting. So like the thought was, why were they working at all? But the whole thing was that they were waiting for that comment to come around. Right. So they had to work and they all had these skills. Well, not all of them. It was like seven of them. Right. Eight of them. Like That's they had, yeah, they had the skill set and they would make enough money because it was, you know, a higher paying job. And it would allow them to pay the rent, which must have been even a lot. And, you know, back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my. And then I, I think I think my, I think my line that day at work was, wow, well, I guess they had another type of March Madness planned. Yeah, exactly. And I just I'm like that's the, that's why it sticks in my head. Oh, my God. That's insane. Isn't it? I have like weird coincidences, like some some stuff like that. But um, gosh, I have to think about that one. I'm going to get back to you on that one because that's a that's a good one. That's yeah. a, that's wild. It is wild. Yeah. yeah. It's just it was always weird. Like anytime there was like anybody else was like, is this a. Is this the I mean, I know like I mean, it's not a work story, but like I know like I mean, it's like it is a work story for my dad. But like in 93, when the first trade center was bombed, mm-hmm. we were moving. And I was late to meet the movers and they got there before I did. So my dad couldn't leave. He couldn't leave his, like the apartment that we were in. And I had heard on the radio that the trade center had been bombed. And it was like, I knew that he was supposed to be there. And I was like, I was freaking out driving down the Garden State Parkway. I think I was doing like 110 miles an hour, like just trying to get home. Like, I don't even know what I was rushing to. This was pre-cell phones being as popular. Like we had them, oh, but, not, but they were, they were saved by the bell types. I don't even, know, yeah. Big. I mean, they weren't even a part of our lives yet. Yeah. And um, I remember when I pulled in my dad's meeting that he was having with the, that he was supposed to have, he was doing by phone because he couldn't leave. So he had to do it from the kitchen. And when he walked in, he was furious with me. And he was, and I remember I didn't, I look, I'm looking left, I'm looking right. And he's looking at me and he's, and he's so angry with me that he had to make this guy do the, it over the phone. And like, you know, like, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you're speaking nicely, but it's behind, like when you're listening to what they're saying, you're like pointing and you're like, you're fucking dead. Like he's looking at me like he was so angry and like, I'm just staring at him. And I remember I just grabbed the garbage pan and I like threw up at his feet. And like, I was like, I had tears shooting out of my eyes. And then he's like, you know, and then of course, like my dad was like, you know what, Dave, I got to give you a buzz back. Like now he can't be mad at me because he sees that there's obviously something visibly wrong. He's like, what? And now he's like, and he's got like mixed emotions. Cause he's like, I was mad at you, but clearly there's oh, something yeah. going on. Yeah. And then I got all these men like moving furniture. And I'm like, I'm like, you were supposed to have a meeting at the, like you were going to the trade center. Cause that's where he parked every day. We had a parking spot under the thing. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't, obviously I'm not there. I'm like, nobody you wouldn't be here if you were I'm like they just bombed the trade center and like I and like he had no idea because he was talking to somebody sat like it was just like happening just as I was driving so it was like like there was like a seven minute period seven minute window where it happened and it like so I had that wave of emotion fast forward he's like being questioned by you name it FBI like my dad would couldn't they wouldn't stop questioning him about his morning because where his parking spot was they parked the van that blew up the trade center. Had his car been there, they would have parked where they were supposed to, which would have been under like the safe or something. I guess there's like a, the way this, it would, he, like, they would have caused much more structural damage to the trade center had they parked where they were supposed to park. But because he wasn't there that day, they parked in the wrong spot the morning of, of the 93 bombing or something. Wow. 
Yeah. So he, and so like, he had to give like proof that he was planning to move. And I'm right. like, well, like that he was like, because his parking spot was part of like the thing, even though it did like, he just wasn't, it wasn't his regular routine to not be there. So I guess they judged every single car that was there. Like, I guess they had been monitoring where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. And then just because they were nervous, they screwed up and pulled into the first spot instead of the last spot. Wow. I'm 